Hi, welcome to 99% Fad Free. My name is Tara and I'm a straight talking, no nonsense, qualified nutritionist. I hate diet culture and wellness wankery and love teaching people just like you how to steer clear of all the nutrition nonsense so that they can live a healthy life while having a good relationship with food. In this series, I'll bust some popular nutrition myths, interview experts in nutrition and health, and just have a good old yarn about all things food, cooking, and of course, nutrition. I'll break down the difficult nutrition science for you and serve it up in easy to digest chunks of interesting information. All you have to do is have an open mind, be ready to learn something new, and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Before I get started, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who has actually listened to the podcast so far. The response has actually been overwhelming and I really appreciate you guys leaving some feedback and subscribing and emailing me to let you know that you found the first two episodes useful. But without any further ado, I'll jump straight into episode number three, and that is where I'll be talking all things sugar. If we flash back to the 90s, this very podcast would actually be about fat, because back then it was fat that was the villain. Fast forward to now, and the topic that is on everyone's mind is sugar and the apparent evils of sugar. Today I'm going to let you know the healthiest types of sugar and the answer might surprise you. Why you should never use the sugar amount that you find on the nutrition label on the back of packaged foods in the supermarket. And what about fruit? Should we actually be avoiding fruit? Because that's what everyone on Instagram is telling us to do. We'll take a look at this. When I go for a coffee with friends, they're often shocked when I reach for the sugar sachet and add sugar to my coffee. Um, And they say things like, oh, I thought you wouldn't have sugar being a nutritionist. And I kind of just laugh it off. And I, I get it. I really do. Because every time I scroll through Instagram or Facebook or on the news, you know, articles in the paper, they're all about this sensationalist headlines that scare us into avoiding sugar and a lot of the public health campaigns that are created nowadays are all about teaching people um, the dangers of certain foods unfortunately but this can actually also have negative effects on our psychological health as well which isn't what we'll go into in this podcast that's something for another episode But the moral of the coffee story is that I love a coffee and I have one a day and I love a coffee with sugar in it. It just tastes delicious to me. I know it doesn't to a lot of people. 
Um, but in the whole scheme of the way that I eat throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, one sugar in my coffee in the morning is not going to cause any adverse health effects. And most of all, I get to enjoy something and go for a coffee with friends or what have you and actually enjoy my coffee and take pleasure in it, which brings us joy and brings us happiness and good health as well. So sometimes um, the more you actually know about nutrition, the more you realize that one single nutrient like sugar doesn't actually have as big of a chokehold on our health and isn't as big of a determinant as to whether we're going to die a disastrous death or not. Um, What really matters is our overall what's called a dietary pattern and the way we eat throughout the day, throughout the month, throughout the year and all of the different nutrients that we are getting. So for me, going to have a coffee with friends and opening a sugar sachet and pouring it into a coffee is really in the scheme of the way that I eat and in the scheme of my life, it's no big deal. Who cares? Now, we do all know by now that eating too much sugar isn't good for us. It increases our risk of getting sick and living a shorter life, basically. But I just wanted to clarify that the studies are showing that it's this increased intake or too much sugar that is causing these adverse health outcomes or chronic health conditions and a warning about this podcast before we get into it that I'd like to explain is I'm in no way telling everybody to set forth and and chug it down whenever they wish and just go crazy on sugar that is not the purpose of this podcast but the purpose of this podcast is to have a little look at the different types of sugar and have a look at whether we need to actually completely quit it and become really obsessive over it this movement of avoiding every single tiny gram of sugar is rife online there's books there's diet plans there's seminars you can go to teaching you how to avoid 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 but do we actually need to be doing this and the answer is nope in terms of chemistry i'm not going to go into that because it's just a, a load of gobbledygook that doesn't really matter to the scheme of what I'm going to tell you about in this podcast but basically sugar is the the general term for this sweet tasting carbohydrate that's often added to food but it's also found naturally in foods as well. You might recognize names such as dextrose, galactose, Uh, sucrose and sucrose is the chemical name for white table sugar not that I want to get too technical but the World Health Organization recommends that we keep our sugar intake to less than 10% of our total energy intake so that what that means is about less than six teaspoons or so per day of added sugar for the average Aussie adult 
Now, I don't want you to be getting out your calculators and your weighing scales and starting to weigh everything you that you eat. <laughs> That's not the reason I've given you those figures. Those figures are actually to show you that even the World Health Organization, they don't recommend, they haven't recommended that we have absolutely zero intake of added sugar. Now that's not to say that most of us in Australia probably could benefit from reducing our intake a little bit, but that figure is showing us that we don't have to become obsessive, we don't have to be quitting absolutely every gram of sugar, and that we could take things slowly in trying to reduce our sugar intake rather than this all or nothing approach that you often read about. You'll likely have heard of the sugar called fructose and this is the natural sugar that is found in fruit and I'd say by now you've heard online and books on the shelves that fructose is the new evil and the thing that is making us all sick and making us die and and all of those scary things. People are writing books on it People are doing seminars telling us that fructose can cause things like fatty liver, type 2 diabetes, some cancers, cardiovascular disease. However, when you actually go and look at the studies that, it, that these people are using, the research teams that are running these studies are actually not using fructose that is found in fruit. Often what they're doing is using in these studies high fructose corn syrup, which is a concentrated form of fructose from corn. And the levels that they're feeding the people or the rats that are in the study is about like 20 times higher than people would ever consume from fruit. So to give you a real life example, someone might do a study where they give rats this, this fructose in the form of high fructose corn syrup at a level that is much, much greater than what's ever found in fruit. And then the study finds that it makes the mice put on weight, develop fatty liver and have a heart attack. So a study comes out saying fructose is linked to fatty liver and cardiovascular disease which isn't quite correct. There are no studies showing that people or rats or mice fed fruit have any disastrous health consequences. In fact, the research is very strong in showing that the people who actually eat the recommended serves of fruit are actually the healthiest people around the world. And the funny thing is that in Australia, we hardly use any high fructose corn syrup in our food supply at all. So in America, in, in the US, uh, they do use this high fructose corn syrup a lot in things like soft drinks and cakes and things like that. So it is a bit of a different story in the US. Uh, but here in Australia, we are basically just using cane sugar in our food supply. So the levels of of uh, what we of our intake of high fructose corn syrup is very low. So where is this message even come from in terms of the link between uh, fructose and fruit and all and and these 
ill effects on health well it's come from a lot of food bloggers a lot of instagrammers a lot of people who have absolutely no qualifications there's one doctor or so that likes to put his name all over this there's uh, there's a lawyer who's written a book about it and thinks he knows everything about fructose and how the body works and chemistry even though he's never studied the stuff in his life um, so the point that I'm trying to make here is that um, this message about fructose and how evil it is, is really, really being spread by people who you shouldn't be listening to. Unfortunately, I see so much nonsense online about having to avoid dairy because it contains sugar. And this is just ridiculous because the sugar that dairy contains is the natural sugar called lactose. And the lactose in dairy is not harmful and does not contribute to obesity or type 2 diabetes or anything like that. There are no studies that actually show any issues with lactose being a sugar and causing weight gain or any of those chronic health conditions. And in fact, it's the opposite with dairy. There are a lot of really good studies around the world now actually showing that those people who consume small amounts of dairy foods actually have a lower risk of de developing some of those diseases that I've mentioned here today, like uh, type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So when I see people putting up posts on Facebook, for example, saying, oh, don't add milk to your coffee because milk contains sugar, it's, it's just completely ridiculous. And I just eye roll, but then I almost punch the wall as well because for many people, having, having a small amount of dairy is a wonderfully nutritious food containing protein, calcium, B vitamins, vitamin A. And just as a little extra tip, if you're wanting to know if we should be having high fat or low fat and if we should be avoiding uh, regular fat milk, the answer to that is just choose the one you like. <laughs> the recommendations have ch actually changed this year in 2019 where the guidelines in Australia used to be that we should not really be consuming um, regular or high fat, normal fat milk and we should be opting for low fat dairy uh, but the research has really evolved over the last 10 years and there's a lot of studies that are actually showing it doesn't matter which one you choose unless you have high cholesterol or heart disease and if you are choosing the regular fat milk then it's actually only 4% fat anyway. It only has 4 grams of fat per 100, gram, 100 mils, which is actually a, quite a low fat food anyway, but I'll leave that for another episode. So we now know that fructose and lactose, those naturally occurring sugars, they're not considered harmful to our health, hey? Well, that's actually why I teach people not to look at the sugar content on a nutrition panel. You know, all the numbers on the back of a packaged food that tells you how much protein, how much fat and how much sugar is in, a f in that food. And the reason for this is that sugar reading is really useless. And unfortunately, I see a lot of people 
honing in on that sugar content of a food and choosing whether to buy a food based on those numbers, those little numbers there on that packet telling them how much sugar it's got in it. And that's understandable. I understand why. But doing this can actually make us avoid completely nutritious foods for no reason. And I'll tell you why. That sugar reading that you find under the carbohydrate reading, it's actually a measure of the sucrose, which is that white table sugar. But it's also a measure of the amount of lactose and fructose in the product. Remember those two very natural sugars that have no disastrous health consequences that are found naturally in dairy and also in fruits? So if we were picking up a lovely natural Greek yogurt from the supermarket shelf and we turned the packet around and we had a little look on the nutrition panel, it would actually show us that it has quite a lot of sugar in it. But it's really important that we remember that it's a reading of the lactose, not necessarily added table sugar. We might pick up a lovely muesli, which has got lots of lovely oats and barley and quinoa and all these really nutritious things that are high in fiber. It might have lots of good protein in it. And then they've added a small amount of sultanas and maybe a small amount of chopped apricots or something like that. Then that product is actually going to read quite high in sugar because it's going to have in there the uh, sugar from the sultanas and from the apricots because they're a fruit. The World Health Organization, who are the big wigs in terms of health in the world, so they are the really large team of scientists that review and make all of the guidelines around health for us, they actually even have in their sugar guidelines that free sugars are different from intrinsic sugars. So intrinsic sugars are found in whole fresh fruits and vegetables whereas the free sugars are what are actually added to food by the consumer or the cook and they're and like table sugar and they're sugars that are naturally present in honey syrups fruit juices and fruit juice concentrates so the world health organization actually state there is no reported evidence links that the consumption of intrinsic sugars, so those that fructose, to adverse health effects. And recommendations in the guidelines around reducing sugar do not apply to the consumption of these intrinsic sugars present in whole fresh fruit and vegetables. So I really get my back up when I see influencers on Instagram or Facebook and they start teaching people don't eat carrots because they contain sugar for example and they'll even say the World Health Organization recommends we need to cut down on sugar and carrots are high in sugar which they're not by the way. This is stuff I see online every single day. This is why it's dangerous that unqualified people are giving out nutrition advice because they don't actually know how to interpret evidence-based guidelines, such as one of the paragraphs that I just read to you from the World Health Organization. I also find it funny because quite often you'll find that people online will recommend that to reduce our sugar, we use things like maple syrup, 
or rice malt syrup or agave syrup or coconut sugar <laughs> and it's just hilarious because they're all still sugar they contain the exact same number of calories as normal white table sugar they are not nutritious more nutritious for us despite what you'll read online quite often you'll read online that for example coconut sugar contain is a healthy alternative because it contains vitamins and minerals but <laughs> when you actually go and look at the amount of vitamins and minerals like it might contain magnesium or you know one of those minerals but it's like 0.00000023 of one gram of magnesium so they're not a healthier alternative they're still sugar they're still um, broken down in the body the exact same way and if we're eating too much they can cause it can cause adverse health effects and even the world health organization they've put this in their sugar guidelines that the guidelines for reducing sugar also includes the sugars naturally present in honey syrup so that's things like maple syrup rice malt syrup coconut blossom syrup and fruit juices and fruit juice concentrates so how do we actually know if that lovely natural greek yogurt that we pick up on the supermarket shelf has added table sugar in it well you can't use that sugar reading on the nutrition panel as we've just heard but what you can do is is have a look in the ingredients list and if they've actually added sugar in there you will find it in the ingredients list so in australia um i'm not sure about the us and other countries around the world but in australia by law manufacturers have to put on the label of their foods every single ingredient they can't leave anything off and if they do they're in huge amount of trouble while we're on the subject of milk and added sugar i'd just like to clear up the misconception that you may have heard that skim milk or light milk or reduced fat milk contains added sugar that the farmers put sugar in it and that is absolutely completely false so where this has come from is from people who have looked at the nutrition panel on the back of the milk they've looked at the sugar reading and it's slightly more than a full fat product of when when and what I'm talking about now is just plain milk. Now I'm not going to go into it in this podcast, but it's a simple maths equation that when you take the the fat out of a product, then the proportions of sugar or carbohydrate and sugar and protein will actually increase. So they're reading that there is more sugar in the low fat milk product but it's not added sugar and it's a tiny increase it doesn't matter anyway so please 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 tell your friends and family not to believe that absolute piffle that added sugar uh, sorry that um, reduced fat milk contains added sugar because it's completely false what you do find sometimes is when you're at the supermarket and there's reduced fat dairy products things like custard or yogurt and creams and things like that sometimes they do add sugar into it so that it tastes a little bit better because fat is delicious um, it's flavor 
But um, when they take that out to, re- to make a reduced fat product, unfortunately, they have to put some sugar back in to make it taste good. But the way you check that, again, is you go to your ingredients list and have a look to see if they've added ingredients in the form of sugar. The US have actually started labeling the added sugar component on their nutrition panels, which is so great. And hopefully Australia will follow in their footsteps. And what about the stuff you read about sugar being addictive? Well, that came from studies that fed people sugar in an MRI machine and measured what happened to their brain. And they did this in rats as well. Apparently the same area as nicotine and drug addiction lit up in the brain and were recorded on the MRI um, images. So there was action there. And so the studies that are released have been saying that, well, when people or rats are fed sugar, um, that nicotine or addiction center lights up. So therefore sugar is similar to drugs and people can become addicted. But the thing is that this area that is lighting up in the brain when people or rats are fed sugar is actually the pleasure center of the brain. So of course it's going to light up. It doesn't actually mean someone is addicted to that substance. I mean, I like peanut butter, but I'm not addicted to it. But if I got thrown in that machine and and fed peanut butter, that pleasure center would actually light up and register as being active. So the notion that sugar is addictive is kind of flawed. And the reason I don't like this notion is because it's not helpful for anyone. And it can actually validate people who are actually eating a lot of sugar and don't necessarily want to give it up. It can validate their uh, reasoning and they can continue to actually consume high amounts of sugar thinking, oh, well, sugar is addictive and I'm addicted, so there's not much I can do about it. I don't have much control over this situation. On the other hand, it can actually also make sugar extremely frightening. So in the case of me and my one uh, sachet of sugar when I go to meet my friend at a cafe, it could make me extremely worried and extremely frightened that I may become overweight or develop cancer when I don't need to be worried about that. I see so many people becoming really quite obsessive with cutting out all sugar and it's completely understandable because there's so much of this riffraff online but this can cause so much stress and anxiety when it comes to food and the whole shopping and eating experience. But trust me when I say that your relationship with food and your mental health is just as important as your physical health and worrying excessively about sugar will probably do more harm than the actual sugar ever could. But actually that's another podcast episode right there. I won't go um, into that today because um, I've got a lot to say on that topic. So your takeaway message from this podcast is really with sugar please don't be frightened of it try and eat a little less sugar a little less often choose whichever sugar that you wish there's no magic sugar we're all looking for that magic sugar that is gonna be healthy for us but unfortunately they're all the same 
They don't offer any nutritional value. Raw sugar compared to white table sugar is completely the same thing. So just choose whichever one you enjoy eating and whichever one fits within your budget and just try and eat a little less of it and eat it a little less often. (laughs) The big takeaway I hope that you get out of today is do not avoid fruit or dairy because of the sugar in the fruit or the natural dairy. These are wonderfully nutritious foods that have loads of evidence to suggest that they can in fact reduce your risk of developing chronic disease and they can help to make you a wonderfully healthy person. So don't avoid. And I challenge anyone that if they can find a study that if something like bananas or or grapes or something like that has been shown to cause obesity or type 2 diabetes or cancer, I will run around the street here in Noosa naked, I promise you. That brings us to the end. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I would love it if you popped over and left a review and if you subscribed, even if you could share the podcast on social media or send it in some text messages to your friends to help spread the word and get my healthy eating message and fear-free eating message out there to the world. I'd be really appreciative. All right, I'm off to have my coffee now with one sugar. Bye. <laughs>